Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Welcome back to Mixing with Moni. I am Moni and I'm very excited to mix it today with all of you listening. This past week has been crazy. Um, yes, in the Bravo world and all the TV news and everything. And we will get into that very soon. But really, in my podcast world, I have been so overwhelmed with how much love I've been receiving. Um, it is a slow and authentic um, gain and I am grinding my ass off to give the people what they want, listen to people, respond to DMs, take people's, you know, considerations and their likes, their dislikes, their suggestions into account. Um, I really appreciate even the people who have, you know, written reviews of things that they would like, but also still giving me five stars just so like, you know, I don't fall. Um, and it's really helps guys. I, hit the top 200 in podcasts on Apple Podcasts in the last week. I charted three times in the time that it took me to finally, you know, put out an episode. I've never put it out on a Saturday. I might do it again just to see if it was a luck thing, if it was a Saturday thing. But I just got super busy on Friday catering a party for um, a friend And that's not my profession. I just happen to love to cook and I guess she didn't want to. So I like to help out. Um, But I charted. Guys, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? I was 193 the first day. And then I think I went as far up as like 183. And then that was the second day. And then the third day I was at like 193 again. And all in all, I was floored. I'm extremely grateful. I'm extremely humbled. I almost cried the first day, did cry the second day. And now I'm not crying. I'm just ready to do more. Y'all like I'm ready to say more, talk more shit, do more things, have more fun and just see where this goes. See where this takes me. It's a good outlet for me. Um, as someone who has been an advocate for, um, and talked about mental health and my mental health struggles, I use this as an outlet to kind of center and focus and take a little bit of the, of a break from my actual real world my reality and just kind of think about something that is trivial and that doesn't necessarily mean anything to me but then also to kind of not just think about what it is that I'm going through the world the country my family friends all that and just take a little break and talk about something that we all kind of have in common or could have in common or things that we might be interested in things that I'm interested in that people have told me I've introduced them to a certain music and TV shows, whatever my escape is, you know, and I, as someone who has struggled um, with dysthemia, I, you know, look for something to uplift me every day and it is not necessarily an easy task, but here I am recording every week is not nearly as easy as people think it is, but, um, it is easy if you love to do it and you're dedicated and that is what I am. So without further ado, Let's dig deep into some hot topics. Um, I would still like to still call it hot polytops, but the poly part. 
of hot palatops is extremely stressful. And I think I actually have developed a couple gray hairs. So we'll just stick to the top parts. So we'll just call it hot tops, you know, and we'll get into the things that are going on this week. There are some hot tops. Then we'll get into some Bravo news and then we'll do the recaps, right? This week we're going to be recapping pretty much everything on right now that is really popular. OC, Dallas, I'll cover the end of Potomac at the end of the podcast and I'll include a description marker for what time in the description, um, a time marker rather. And below deck, the finale shouldn't be too long. We're going to try to keep it relatively shorter than last week for sure. Um, just because you guys have lives to get to and TV to watch. So I will also be being, I will also be being, is that a thing? I will, I will, wow. I will be joined. There we go. I will be joined by Eliza from the very popular Bravo and reality TV Instagram account, Face Reality 16. She is a doll, an amazing woman. Love her. She's inspiring. She recently had like a weight loss transformation um, that I think is in her highlights or something. And she'll talk more about that. She's a super big account. Um, brings you all the news, the shade, the news, the memes, all the things. She's fantastic. She's a mom. She's uh, like thinking about possibly being a podcaster. So we're going to give her, you know, a nice little warm welcome and initiation to the podcast world and see if she likes it. And someone actually commented today to me that they love how quickly I can get to the point. I never thought I was good at that. So without further ado, again, let's get to the point. Hot topics. Okay, so we'll take a quick break and we'll do hot topics. All right, so I am back and we are going to talk hot topics, just tops, no pals, just hot tops. All right, so it's been an interesting week in hot topics. We've had a lot of things and I am particularly interested in one or two things that is not Bravo related, but is likely still TV related. I like to separate the two. Bravo news and hot topics tend to be separate, but if you're as obsessed with Bravo as me, they tend to collide a lot. But regardless, I'm here to do it all, okay? So first off, Justin Bieber got married-ish again, already married, but wedding time, I guess, with his wife, Haley Bieber, of what was it, like a year? They've been married for quite some time. They got the license, okay? They went to the Justice of the Peace. That's all said and done. Now they are um, officially wedded, maybe. They're the new verb. So they were already married. Maybe now they're wed, okay? So they had a big wedding. It was extravagant, as to be expected. I've heard some things. Rented out a resort and in South Carolina. I'm not sure what part. I'm imagining it's on one of the beaches or coastal areas like Hilton Head or something. Um, Someone can tell me the truth. I may have been told, but I forgot. And there were still guests at the resort. Allegedly, the guests were not able to do anything. No pool, no food, no nothing. Because everything's being taken over by the Beavers. Ooh, that's a fun name for a show one day. If Justin ever like falls from grace enough. And it's down to going on Dancing with the Stars or having a reality show on E or something. 
The Beavers would be a really cute title. That's also under the assumption that he and Haley will last that long, which <laughs> that's a cute question to think about at night that I won't get into now. But sure, in the event that they still are, The Beavers or The Beebs would be a really cute reality show title. They had a great wedding. Lots of my faves were there. Pretty much everyone's around my age that was there because Justin and Haley are around my age. I think Haley's actually younger than me. Um, and it looked to be extravagant. I've seen diamond encrusted or maybe crystallized Moet champagne bottles. Is that how you say that? Is it Moet? Why am I asking? Like anyone can answer me. Someone let me know if it's really Moet, what the phonetic pronunciation is. I saw a great video on how to pronounce all of the high-end couture and like designer labels lately. Um, how to pronounce all of those names. And I was very confident by the fact that I've been doing it right for a long time. So crystallized Moet bottles. I've seen pictures and selfies with some, a lot of money in one area. No Jordan Woods, if anyone was wondering. But a lot of Kylie and Kendall Jenner. Justine Skye, a very well-respected R&B singer. She makes great like pop R&B-ish music. Um, similar to like a Khalid not DJ Khaled, uh, Khalid and um, Normani type of music. She's great. I really like her. She used to be really good friends, fun fact, with Kylie Jenner. She no longer follows her. It used to be Kylie, Jordan, Justine Skye, Stassi. I don't know what her real name is other than Stassi Baby on Instagram. But that one, Stassi Baby. And, um, on and off some other people like the, the, the Smiths, Jaden and Willow that also, they fell off because Kylie is a very different person now than she was like five years ago. Um, but Justine Skye allegedly had some things going on with Travis Scott back in the day and Kylie following in her sister's footsteps kind of did a little snaggy poo and go went ahead and took Travis off her hands. I won't say stole. Okay, because she has never actually said that he she stole him from her. But Justine did go do an interview with the Breakfast Club, just alluding to them having a little bit of a falling out and no longer are they friends. And Justine does not follow Kylie even to this day. But interestingly enough, she did take a photo booth, wedding photo booth selfie or picture with Kendall Jenner, whom she does follow. So that was cool. Um other than that, that was way more important to me than the fact that Travis wasn't there with Kylie because how you get him is how you lose him, sis. Um, that being said, I do actually love Kylie. I like her lip glosses a lot. I've been on this makeup train for a very long time. I do think she's a better businesswoman than she is or better face for her business. Ooh, just saying a better face for her business than um, an actual like business maven or re- or even a famous person and she has said she does not want to really be famous so I don't see the need for her to continue any longer if you ask me um that being said how many times am I going to say that today um that being said um Kylie was there without Travis she also upstaged in my opinion um Haley the bride's wedding dress or reception dress by an exquisite gold piece that she was wearing instead it is definitely distracting from anything that Haley Bieber had going on which I believe was pretty simple which is a girl after my own heart technically both are girls after my own heart because I would be the 
over the top gold dress, not at someone else's wedding. I would never do that girl code, but I would be both that and a simple dress girl. It depends on the day, you know, depends on what side of the bed I woke up on. But if I had my own wedding and one of my friends showed up and what Kylie showed up in, I would drag that bitch by her train out of the door and throw her into the fountain at whatever estate I was temporarily renting out for one day so that I could be the most beautiful person in the room. Like, what are you thinking, Kylie? But again, Kardashian or Kar Jenner. So there's that. Um, it's sad. Her and Travis broke up, taking break, whatever. I've heard lots of rumblings. I've also posted a lot of things in my story and I might highlight them. I don't really know what to title it yet. Uh, Kylie family fall apart. I don't know. Um, where she and Travis have broken up and about like 12 hours after that news dropped, she was allegedly at Tyga's studio. She says and tweeted that she did drop her friends off there. So people have told me that there was a lookalike. Her name is Kelsey. I understand who Kelsey is. Stassi and Kelsey were both with Kylie. They had a little bit of a girls night, according to E! News, and ended up at with some of Stassi's friends who were men who happened to also be with Tyga at the studio. However, I find it very hard to believe that Kylie just dropped them off at Tyga's studio. It's kind of like anybody that watches Potomac, um, where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you establish uh, contact or, you know, presence, overall presence, yeah, we have we have enough there to it for, for it to be pretty circumstantial evidence, not substantial, but circumstantial. Right. So. Yeah, girl. Okay. Yeah. You just dropped them off and drove away. I believe that not at all. Um, especially not after you've been broken up with your baby daddy, whom I really believe she was in love with. I have heard that he has cheated. I think that beyond cheating, all of that's a terrible thing. He just was not ready to settle down. And I think that this 22 year old is very hell bent on being engaged, which why not? Right. She's rich as fuck and has a beautiful baby and a house. And this man that she loves, what is the reason? You know what I'm saying? Like, why do people postpone marriage? Wait until they find the right person. Once they find the right person, finances. If they want kids or not. Getting on the same page. Getting their affairs in order. Are ready to take that next step and live together. All those things had already been done. So the natural next step for this girl, for someone who's a billionaire or millionaire in their early 20s, and like a lot of these people that she associates with, you grow up fast. 21 in the Jenner Kardashian world is really 36, in my opinion, not in maturity or mentality. But then again, I mean, have you met her sisters? It's not really age is nothing for any of them in that regard. So she really wanted that. I don't think he was ready to do that. But her going from Travis to Tyga, I said it in my stories, is like going from Shake Shack to Burger King. Tyga financially would be dependent on Kylie. Travis financially would not but emotionally probably stunted when it comes to Kylie um but again girl you just because you want to hug at night and someone that says they want to spend the rest of their life with you doesn't mean you need to go with a with a man who can't even buy his own car or birthday gift for you circa 21st birthday where Kylie that was given a Ferrari was it by her boyfriend that she definitely probably bought herself allegedly but likely um let me try and slow down from talking so much and so quick. Just trying to keep it at a short time for everyone to get through everything. 
Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are suing the mail. I believe it's the same thing as the Daily Mail, but I'm not sure. He needs to not give me this information appropriately. Um, basically for harassing Meghan just the same way that they harassed Princess Di. Um, his mom, Princess Diana, you know, kind of was tormented by the paparazzi in the news so much. And it kind of caused some tragedies in his life. And I think he is just really traumatized and cautious to the possibility of this happening to his wife. Not that she would die, but that it would be so overwhelming and so invasive that it could cause, you know, some, mm, what's the right word? It can cause some discomfort in their living their life as a family. Granted, they are royals, but come on, y'all can chill off of her because we don't see this getting so much out of hand with Kate, but they are relentless in how they report on Megan. I would like to suggest it is possibly because she is a black slash mixed slash half black slash person of color POC princess that they're just really, 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 you know, invested in her success and her position because she is the first obviously in that nation which a lot of people would be the first there's only but so many of them and you have to basically die before they replace you so there would not be a first of a lot of things um until now so that is that oh back into the kylie and travis thing what we know here's what we do know pretty much nothing here's what we don't know the truth Will we ever know if Kylie is going back to Tyga? No, probably not. Unless they're basically saying it, tonguing each other down on the sidewalk of like the Cannesville Film Festival or something. I don't know. Will she go back to Travis? I a thousand percent think the moment Travis says he'll, he's ready to settle down and not give up all that money and that fame and all of that. Although his career is fine on its own. He did not need her. He was very successful and relative in the music world, the rap world, R&B, all of that. I think that they're an amazing couple for a lot of reasons and a terrible couple for a lot of other reasons. And I think they'll probably get back together. I think they'll get back together when Justin and Haley break up. So somewhere around like a year to two years, max. Anyways, oh, what does that mean? Probably. Moving on to the whole Meghan Markle thing. Leave people alone. I mean, yes, this is how we get our news, but just don't be mean. Don't torment someone. We do not want a Princess Diana sequel on our hands with Princess Meghan Markle. And I, for one, love my, like, you know, real real life Tiana from The Princess and the Frog. I love a black princess. I love Meghan. I think she's beautiful. I used to watch Suits. Thought she was great on that. I think Princess is a much better role than a dramedy type show on USA. But that being said, absolutely love Megan, but I do need to know things. But I am appreciative of Harry trying to protect his wife. Duh, that's what you're supposed to do. All right, now on to Bravo news. Raquel, James Kennedy's girlfriend, often referred to as Dumbo, often referred to as not the brightest tool in the shed, often referred to as not the brightest bulb in the lamp. None of these things I've actually heard the cast say, but something to this effect, right? That was the whole reunion. Oh, wow, there's a siren. All right, someone, hope they get the help that they need as the ambulances pass. Sorry about that. But I am thrilled to announce that Raquel is joining 
the cast of Vanderpump Rules and shaking up everyone's world. You thought she was out. You thought she would never come back the way they talked to her. You thought she would not survive, but she did. And let me just convince you why we need Raquel. One, she probably has the most emotional maturity of that entire cast. Does that mean that she is the smartest tool in the shed? No, that's not even a thing. Sharpest tool in the shed. No, it doesn't. However, emotionally, she took being bullied by an entire cast of people like a champ. She is a hero to me for that and probably one of the ugliest dresses I've ever seen in my whole life. James Kennedy could not even handle the same amount of pressure. Granted, Raquel was on stage a lot less time than James. I do not hate James. I did hate the performance of almost everyone on that cast that was so hypocritical. I did not have my podcast at the time when the reunion came on. I am going to be doing a bonus episode with a couple Bravo shows, Pump Rules being one of them per request. And I will get deep into my thoughts about that and where I think the future of the show should go. But I will say it starts with Raquel. I think Raquel could last longer than James, although I do think that James should stay on the show because as awful as this man is, right, something needs to be said for the fact that he is no worse or better, pretty much equal than Jax Taylor was when we first met him. The difference people are always saying, but James is this, James is that. I do not condone James's behavior. But if we let Jack stay on the show and get away with literally murder, he slept with his best friend's girlfriend in his best friend's apartment while his best friend was in the other room. What a asswipe. All we know is some circumstantial evidence about James cheating. Is it likely? Yes. However, we know nothing. So, and not to mention James is younger acting like this than Jax was when we met him acting like this. Okay. Jax was in his thirties. He is 39 right now. I think he might be 40. No, he's 39. James is not that either of that. He was in his twenties. He was 23. I think when, when he got introduced to the show, only a few years older than me. Cause he's now like 26 or something now. But are you serious? He was with one of the oldest people on the cast, Kristen. That was how we introduced him. I don't understand how we can hold him to the same level as anyone else on that show. When I watch them all basically treat James the same way, they accuse James of treating them. So hypocrisy aside, I think half that cast deserved to be fired, but then we would have no show. So what Bravo is doing, they are bringing in new people, ladies and gentlemen, okay? The girls have gotten new ideas and the girls have brought in fresh blood. We have Raquel, although we know her. I think she's going to get more airtime than her own boyfriend. I would be willing to put money on it. We have this new girl, Dana, going by Dada Danes. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I just love saying that. Dada Danes on Instagram. We have this new manager of TomTom. We have um, See You Next Monday uh, on Instagram is a Pump Rules fan account and they posted an actual article that different writers, I think from Us Weekly or People or one of those, the gossip, you know, magazines has actually said explicitly, we are being introduced to basically a whole new cast. We will have, I believe, we'll have a split. We will see the veterans transition out of their lives as waitresses, servers, bartenders, and then what they became was fake servers. And I think they're going to stop 
leading us to believe that these people who are buying $2 million homes in the Valley in California are also still waiters and waitresses because we just don't buy it. And now we're going to see them transition into married life, engagement life, kids, maybe a couple of dogs, home ownership, paying taxes on time, being responsible, doubt it. But we'll see them being adults, finally, all in their 30s. And we will also then see the people who are remaining over at Sir. And that is, as far as we know, Raquel is newly hired as of 2019, like this summer. And allegedly Sheena, which I just don't believe, but I think they just need to have another tie still to Sir. And people have told me that Sheena does work there like one night a week or something like that when they film. And it's basically just for the cameras, but it's, I think, still contractual for her, which is fine. I think she likes the attention that she gets also when she's serving people Moscow mules and they tell her how much they absolutely love her, you know? So that being said, huh, that's like number 17 times that I've said that. Sorry. Do not write me a bad review for that. I promise I will get a new phrase next week. Sheena and Raquel are the only two still linked to Sir. They are the only two who were wearing their Sir cocktail waitress dresses in the new promo that I believe they were filming for the actual title, Vanderpump Rules title sequence that goes before every episode. Everyone else was in a cocktail dress and looking beautiful, might I add. Katie looked amazing. Saucy looked amazing. I cannot wait to cover this show. I have a feeling that the new people will be great. I've heard that Sheena's best friend might be joining the cast as well. Janet Elizabeth, I think, on Instagram. And she did go private. She might have always been private, but I noticed that today she was private when that news broke. Um, I think she needs a new ally, Sheena, because Ariana has been lost to the witches. The witches, like Hocus Pocus, have thrown her into the cauldron. And now she is their property and is hypnotized and will never go back, Um, which makes me sad because I like them as a group, even though they are still friends. I don't think they'll ever be as close because those girls fundamentally just don't like Sheena. I don't know how Ariana could infiltrate, Lala could infiltrate, but Sheena just couldn't crack it with these women. It seems weird, but... I'm excited to see this split and new cast. And I think next season we'll probably get all new cast and no old cast. And I think I'm okay with that. If Bravo wants to keep this show on forever. Otherwise people are going to get tired of 31 plus year old people who used to be servers and now are not acting high and mighty against everyone else. And that is already where I'm at, but I think it'll catch up. If they keep doing that asshole behavior people won't love them so and I think they know that which is why now they're friends with James Kennedy and Raquel and they're being included on things and I think that's interesting cough cough Katie commenting on James's pictures cough cough Lala going back into the studio with James because she went the hardest and she the way she talked to Raquel is so unforgivable in my book as much as I love Lala I have not gotten past that I cannot understand why someone would talk to someone that way, why a employee would talk to a patron that way at their place of work. It's unforgivable in my opinion, but makes for great TV and I'll be watching. So that is pretty much all I got for Hot Topics this week and Bravo News. Like I said, I will be doing a bonus episode where I dive deep into all the new stuff that I know about Vanderpump Rules, who the new cast will be, all of that, Um, what I found out about these people, my thoughts on the reunion, where I think we're going to go as a franchise now. And I'll also be doing half of the episode about Married to Medicine as well. It was an equal split when I put the vote up um, of current Married to Medicine with a little bit about LA 
Um, but the current show, which is actually quite good, although I think they're making a couple of mistakes, but I'll get into in a bonus episode. And Pump Rules. So Married to Medicine and Pump Rules. One bonus episode, probably no longer than like 30-ish minutes. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for that soon. And it will be uploaded just like any other episode. No Patreon or anything like that. And yes, I am excited to come back in a couple minutes with Eliza from Face Reality, where we will talk OC, Below Deck, and Dallas. And I will be talking Potomac at the end and include a time marker just in case you want to skip OC because retweet. I get it. I'd understand. Um, you would include a time marker for Potomac just in case you want to just hear my thoughts on that epic conclusion to a fantastic season. All right. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. As promised, I am here with Eliza from the very popular and very fun Bravo and reality TV page, um, Face Reality 16. If you are not following, which I'm sure most of you are at this point, everybody I see, it's always like a mutual follow uh, when I follow someone. Um, if you're not always following, though, you definitely should be. She gets good tea. She has so she's into all the same things that we are over on this side in the mixing with Monty world. So we are super excited to have you on, Eliza. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. Yes, I'm so excited as well. We have been planning this for almost about a week now, and there's so much going on. So I think we actually picked a really good week to do it. Yes, definitely. So tell everybody a little bit about your page, or at least how you got started, and what you kind of see it going into. Well, I about a year ago, like August of last year, um, I was just starting to make videos and memes and I didn't really have anywhere to post them. I have a Twitter page also, and it's not that active. Um, Same. And everyone kept saying, yeah, it's a little different world out there. But so they said, you know, make an Instagram page. And I was like, all right, let's see what happens. Um, my first post was my video hoping for Catherine and Shep to get together. Obviously things have changed there, but right. it was pretty... I don't know, it's popular and I don't know, I just got sucked right in and couldn't stop and here I am. It's kind of hard not to with these yeah. people, these Bravo Lebs yeah. are non-stop. Non-stop. It's like a full-time job, I swear, but I would do it any day. Mm-hmm. For sure. So we are just going to do what we normally do. Um, we're going to talk OC, Dallas, and Below Deck Med. And let's see, which one would you like to start with? Um, I don't, uh, whichever you think, I mean, if you want to get below deck out of the way, I feel like kind of is some closure this week and yeah, we're just very good point. Saying goodbye <laughs> to it. <laughs> right. It is pretty much just like a 43 minute goodbye episode. Yeah, um, definitely. so we can definitely start with below deck. It was pretty much the close. And I'm actually a little bit surprised, especially since I feel like we got the news there wasn't going to be a reunion a while ago. And I just thought that right. maybe we'd get a little bit more of closure, you know, captions or something at the end, like how they do all the housewives at the right. very end. I thought something like that, like where they go next. Yeah, something. I definitely did too. And I'm surprised um, we didn't get that. Yeah. And I actually heard the reason they didn't get a reunion was 
uh, work permit related because, you wow. know, there's a lot of cats that are not American. So a couple, I won't say their names, but a couple of the cast members were unable to come over and do the reunion and that kind of messed things up. So wow, in the that's future, interesting. they'll plan ahead a little bit and <laughs> be able to get yeah. that sorted out. Because we all, a lot of, everyone was pretty upset. I mean, as far as Twitter and Instagram, it seemed like people were like, what the heck, why isn't this Yes, especially happening? because we knew that Jack and Aisha left together. And we know that we can pretty well assume they're not still together. I know they did do a after show, but I mean, to me, that's not enough. And I definitely feel like we needed some closure with all of them. Like, is Joelle going to be a captive? Is Ben going to ever come back? And I did hear also some speculation, you know, of obviously nothing set in stone, as we now know the real reason they didn't have a reunion. But I heard some people say that, like, maybe getting them all here was, like, really expensive, which I can understand Mm -hmm. that. Since, again, I think Mm -hmm. the only one that was from America was Anastasia. I'm pretty sure. And Colin. And mm-hmm. Colin was, yep. but that was it, you know? So yeah. yep. I think it would have been expensive. And also they tend to do this thing where they film the reunion so far after they've already left the boat. And I actually think they probably hang out the same night that they all leave. I don't think they actually all leave and go home at the, the times that they say they do, but they always are like back together. Like they're always cool and cordial right. by the end. Yeah. And at the time they get to the reunion. So it's not really any drama. Yeah, so, that's pretty, yeah, that seems to happen with, like, the Below Deck reunions in general. They're right. just kind of, like, meh. <laughs> exactly. But. All less Watch What Happens Live season of Below Deck Med, um, Hannah pretty much just went on an apology tour and was mm-hmm, just apologizing mm-hmm. to everyone left and right. And we don't need to see that. No. Yeah, and they no. all need to find jobs again. And so they right. Really <laughs> what and, like, are they actually doing in real life? Stuff. Yeah, it's kind of a different format than... Housewives, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, housewives. Good season. There was a lot up and downs, and the beginning was like insane, and then it kind of evened out. But I would agree. I do think that it was good. We'll rate the season towards the end of you know us actually talking about it. But I will Mm -hmm. say for finale episode, I think it did what a finale is supposed to do. It you know tied up a lot of loose ends. Everybody was getting pretty much along. They everybody said goodbye. Updates on their relationships. I only had like one or two actual moments of this person changed my mind, and that was really Joelle. I think that at the very end, I actually liked him a lot more than I did when I first met him through the TV. So I thought that was pretty cool, but. I have theories of, I do not get why Sandy genuinely just does not get along with Hannah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they definitely have very different styles. I think they've both said that. Um, and, and she seems to warm up to her and then she just kind of put like Sandy warms up to Hannah. And then it's almost like she just pulls back, like, right. I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to have to throw something at you and totally throw you off. And, I don't know. I don't know if it's like keeping her on her toes or what it is, but it's an interesting dynamic for sure. I would agree. And I think that it's weird because Hannah does respond weirdly better to the insults 
more like mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. kind of like a fuck you to Sandy. Like, do you like it now? Are you happy now? But that right, is when yeah. she performs best. <laughs> but at the same time, like I can understand why Sandy would do that. But it just seems like she cuts the boys way more slack than I mean. I feel like the beginning season of the season, Jack was super lazy, and I did not mm-hmm. see her really go at it with him back and forth multiple times the way she did Hannah in like two episodes. Yeah. I just think that it might even be just Hannah that kind of rubs Sandy the wrong way a little bit because I'm thinking back and when Anastasia was filling in as a chef, it wasn't so much that Sandy had much, you know, an option to fire Anastasia when she wasn't doing that great simply because she was, you know, short a chef, which I also think was just conflict for TV. But when two (laughs) different charter groups tell you the food was shit, and you do not fire her and you don't get right. on her ass, but you tell her, thank you so much for stepping up. Really appreciate it. The, the guest really told Sandy the only problem we had was the food. And she still yep. was like giving compliments to Anastasia for stepping up, encouraging her and trying to, she was managing her in a very different way that she manages Hannah. And I really think it's just because she doesn't really understand Hannah or they just don't understand. I don't think they respect each other. Yeah, there's something there because she does. I mean, she will give so many, everyone else so much slack, and Hannah gets none of that. Yeah, it's a really strange thing. I will say, I do think that overall they turned out pretty fine. Fourteen thousand in tips wow. the whole season. What is it like? Six weeks? Is that is that that's not even a normal number? I can't even get my mind no, around I know. that. I mean, that's what they put themselves through all that for apparently because oh uh, yeah the bills that I can <laughs> pay and they don't even have any I... well that's kind of all I had with Below Deck I don't really want to talk so much about the fact that Aisha was a really sweet girl and probably went home broken hearted so yeah that sucks I've heard some things um mm-hmm. about you know what Jack did I heard he had a girlfriend the whole time or someone he was kind of like on and off with uh, back at home and he was supposed to go to a wedding with this person and she was kind of hitting up Aisha's DMs and telling her, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically that she was still with him and that he basically told Aisha not to come to London okay. or whatever, which is what he told us on TV. He told us that he invited her to come. So I feel played. Yeah. He seemed... He was great TV, but I, I mean, I just, he, I kept saying, like, I would totally have gone for him in my 20s, and I totally would have regretted it. Like, you can already see, yeah. like, it's just, like, that kind of guy that, like, you already know he's going to break yeah. your heart, but so they sad. were so cute together. They, they were, so, were fun, so cute so. together, and I'm really sad for her, but I'm, she's a cute girl, and she seems, like, really, yeah, really, have no really down to <laughs> so yeah, she'll have no problems. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So that wraps up Below Deck Med. Uh, Below Deck is coming. Um, Let's see. Two things. Let's rate Below Deck Med. Give me a rating out of 10. What you would rate this season. And then are you excited for Below Deck to start pretty much next week? Like they're back to back. So I would give it, I would say an 8. I mean, it was kind of all over the place. But it really, I just love the show so much. I love the food. I love the locations. And then there's plenty of drama. I just think it always has has it all um and of course i'm excited about below deck i mean kate is just one of my favorite probably one of my favorite people on bravo she's just same 
up there with one of the funniest people and most entertaining. So yeah, she I is love, I, I dynamite. Love that they're doing it back and back to back. That's like yeah, that's kind of cool. I going right, so you don't really forget about it. So they kind of yeah. you know kind of pull in an audience so that you really don't have a favorite of either one. I think that is right. a really good strategy for them because people always think I like this one, but not this one. So when it's months apart, you don't really watch both and then they have to basically cancel one, but they're the same name. So it makes no sense. Right. I think this was a good strategy. I would give it probably a seven out of 10 this season. I mm-hmm. cut off everything at a four. So as long as it's above a four, I will still watch out of loyalty. Right. Sure. I do. I wanted more. <laughs> I like, I hate to say it, but I liked Hannah being in love with someone so much younger that couldn't even give mm-hmm. her $50 for cigarettes. I like, you know, her having <laughs> convulsions about being in love. I really yeah. appreciated that season. I think it was so strong that it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of go backwards for me. But that being said, I thought it was great. And I love Kate Chastain and I love Captain Lee. Like I love Captain Sandy. We need more women captains, mm-hmm. but I love Captain Lee. Something the about the way he runs that the shit. They're just oh, like Kate gosh. and Captain Lee combined. It's just and he like... calls her kiddo. I just think it's so cute. Their relationship. Yeah. I love the way he runs a ship. He is so he reminds mm-hmm. me of what a captain is like stereotypically mm-hmm. supposed to mm-hmm. be like. And I also love that we're getting a whole new cast, except for I think one or two. Ashton is the one that we're getting yeah, back. Ashton. And we have our very first person of color. American person of color I think she is she is a black woman on the show and I'm loving Bravo liking to integrate people into different franchises and places I like this idea they should keep it going considering their yeah. audience looks like a mosh posh of people so mm-hmm. yeah they definitely well. stepped up a bit with that I would say and I'm glad that they're finally years. getting the hint yeah. <laughs> that all of America Paying does attention. not look OC <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad and that wraps up Below Deck and I will be continuing to cover that once the show continues and goes on to Thailand which is like a dream place for me to go yeah that sounds amazing so moving on I guess we should get OC out of the way OC is probably the reason I have found a gray hair in my hair recently I think it is from OC. It can't be from anything else, like actual life problems, because the amount of stress and the amount of bottles of wine that I have gone through just to I watch know. OC. I literally well, they drink so much on the show. It's like, and I have to drink to watch sober. them on the show. <laughs> so it makes sense. Like, like I used to just drink a glass and then I would go I was going to like two glasses an episode, like one at the 30 minute mark and then the last 30 minutes. And now I am getting like personal bottles of Merlot. <laughs> And just drinking it from the bottle. Yeah. Like I got so yeah. many responses yesterday when I posted it on my Instagram. Story. I just had to drink it from the bottle because I'm just know I'm gonna go get another one. No need to waste the glass. Yeah, and for sure. it's it's taken a lot. And I can't believe we're even still in Mirror Hall. Like this is the I longest know. fucking trip like, I've ever. Three episodes. Isn't it crazy? Here? Why? It's not good. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I know. It's, it's not enjoyable. It's like, it's not... It's the OC. Where's the OC? Also, I don't want to see my housewives on a wellness trip. Yeah, it just seems like a slap in the face. How many wellness retreats do you get to drink as much tequila as you want? I want to know. Right, exactly. It doesn't even make sense. Set up for these people. Not to mention, isn't the point of housewives rich, opulence, aspirational, beautiful, like location? Isn't Marifal on like Nevada or something? Like where is? Um, Arizona. The only way they could get 
like Vicky and Kelly in the same place was to literally drop them off in the middle middle of of nowhere and like you have to you have to spend time together this is happening I don't care like you can't escape and even though they tried but and it's not even the shit on Arizona I don't I love her I think it's a beautiful place that is not a destination for rich women to go at the on Bravo's dime I don't even want them going anywhere in America I could go Mm -hmm. myself I want right. them to go somewhere where I've never, like the Beverly Hills ladies, they went to, what is it, Provence? I never yeah, even heard no, of it. And that's just that my fault. Like Fabulous though. Yeah. It was, was so beautiful at that big chateau. Oh, it was beautiful. And they're going to a desert that they could go any other weekend that we're not filming. So I'm mean, not want... leaving the resort. I mean, they're not even traveling. I'm sure there's maybe nice places to go outside. I mean, they're like there and basically like a forced like you can't do anything else but reach the peak of your arguments and right all they do is fight because they're trapped it's like mice in a little box like they're going to you know call each other's eyes out there is nothing else to do obviously (laughs) right exactly (laughs) that was okay and I've said this before I said it on last week's episode I would like to just establish First and foremost, what Kelly did was wrong. Sure, I advocate very heavily when I talk about Potomac that you should just not touch people without mm-hmm. them saying it's okay. Right. Yes, that is, you know, anybody who's ever had a kindergartner, been a kindergartner, been around yes. a kindergartner, that is like K5 101. Yes. Do not mm-hmm. touch people who do not want to be touched without mm-hmm. asking them. Got it. Great. Do not condone Kelly's behavior. That being said, Shannon is fine. You're fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a concussion, drink tequila, and be up until 5 a.m. And yeah. film. You can't do all these things on a concussion. So you're fine. Like, relax. And moreover, I don't really understand. I mean, I know people are very happy that Vicky is still on the show in some capacity. I don't hate Vicky. I just hate what she thinks she has to do to stay on the show. Yeah. Every really scene like she's she- in trying to prove something and I think that backfired a little bit obviously because now she's not a main cast member but and she's still doing it it's like you would think that she would have learned her lesson and I can't even remember like oh I guess was it calling Vicky a pig I just can't remember like why Vicky felt like she had to come at Kelly so hard and I wish these women would stop bullshitting us and telling us that they both did, you know, big jabs at each other. Calling someone ugly is bad. Calling someone a cokehead and saying that they are not involved in their daughter's life and not allowed on their daughter's school property, that's yeah. defamation. There's a difference. Right. Yeah. I cannot sue you for calling me ugly. A judge will likely throw it out. I can mm-hmm. sue you for saying things like my kid can't even be around me. I, you know, ignore her to do illicit drugs. And or I'm on a, tr- a sex what the fuck what are you thinking she just takes it to the next level and because she called you a pig right (laughs) did Slade get the same kind of treatment because didn't he do the same thing yeah no I mean I don't know I mean clearly Kelly won in this just because she's still a housewife but yes very true maybe there's some truth to stuff that Vicky's been saying I don't really care I feel like it's more like the principle of just be cool. Don't be like right. There's no line. Cool. Like, <laughs> don't be that Honestly. person who's just spilling everything about someone and expect. Luann would be disappointed. Yes, 
very, very. It's just like there's no line on OC. Like they don't have right. a line. And I'm sick of Tamara stirring the pot because in real life, she's very manipulative to my brain. Like I hate her very much. And I have broken this ban that I've given myself of not talking about her every single week since <laughs> I've said it. I cannot stand her, but she makes sense when she's in her confessionals and even yeah. sometimes to people's faces, but she's also both the sower of the seed and the mm-hmm. weeder of the plant. Oh, yeah. Like it's weird because she'll tell Shannon, you don't have a concussion. You're fine. She didn't hit you that hard. You're blacking out because you took or your blurry yeah. vision is because you took out your contacts. It's not because right. you're concussed, but then she'll yeah. also be like, he said concussion. Did you, didn't you hear him? He yeah. said concussion. Ex- and I'm like, my husband's brain was, was leaking fluid. Oh but my God. Why would you tell her that? <laughs> Leave like the woman paid for hospital air in her house. She's obviously <laughs> paranoid. <laughs> like, yeah, clearly. Oh, I can't stand that she does that, but she makes perfect sense when she told Vicky, like, you can't say that. You cannot say things like the the woman's not allowed at her daughter's school. Right. That is not okay. Like, and I can't, and Vicky literally basically admitted that she doesn't know where that came from. Yeah. She I, I, mean, I don't she, know. She clearly reads all the gossip like the deepest of the crap gossip magazines and you know sites that she can find and she just clings on to anything she sees about Kelly and holds it into her little vault and then when she feels she needs to throw something out there she does yeah and it's just like what if all of us did that i mean <laughs> we would know, all like, be fired so and much divorced out there that you can throw and just arrested i heard Right. Like, you know, many things you can hear something like, yeah. and I think Vicky is truly taking advantage of the fact that they're not really allowed to sue each other when they're housewives. Right. That's something I heard a long time ago. Like their contracts will let them happen, which makes sense because I, for anybody who's newly listening, if you remember (laughs) back in the day, hello, Beverly Hills, Camille Grammer and Russell Armstrong. He was suing her for mm-hmm. saying things about them that they said on camera literally for the show's purpose and that she had heard from Taylor. But he sued her and basically admit like that they couldn't even fight it out on camera at Kyle's last final white party because they could not be in the same room together per the yeah, lawyer's instructions. So mm-hmm. it's very stressful for Bravo because if you can't have people even in the same room yeah. together when they're right. on the same show and they're an ensemble cast because they're suing one another like kind of messes with it we can't make a show (laughs) can you imagine like if you think back retrospect imagine the fight that would have ensued if camille was able to actually address russell oh my god at that party i would have and instead all we got was kyle crying as they got back in the limo and said yeah i remember that was just like everyone's upset and what's going on i just remember being like why like it was so just like shrouded with right and all they did was talk about how like the lawyer was right exactly and i was like i just want to see camilla dress him watch the show (laughs) no it's not we don't want to watch them get sued because a we can't keep up with that and they don't film long enough for that we see with jersey they do not film long enough for a legal cycle to take place (laughs) like they jersey started filming so early so they catch joe coming home and it is the end of season filming and they're still waiting waiting to know if he's even going to, and it's Mm -hmm. been like months. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we cannot wait for the legal process. We cannot wait for lady justice. Mm -hmm. None of that is, you know, there's no room for that in housewives. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. So what did you think? So who are your, some of your key players this episode? 
I'm separating this episode from the season, the first part of the season, because okay. the first part is basically dull, like nothing. Mm-hmm. This is all mm-hmm. we have to work with is Miraval, ironically. So who are yeah. your key players? Um, I mean, it's just like there's so many different things going on. I This is hard. This whole, this past season, it's like, I don't know who I like and who I don't like anymore. I, I really did like Gina last season. She was fun. She was like face the OC stereotype just like mm-hmm. you know she says it all and they kind of hold a lot of things in and she just but I mean she's obviously a complete mess right now I love her friendship with Emily I'm glad like they're kind of working things out it's just like everyone's a mess right everyone now. is a mess and so it's, it's hard to keep up yeah they're all spiraling like yeah. in some way I or mean, another for different reasons and then the, if you're not spiraling you're like pushing people to spiral hem Tamara and it's like no one's really holding it down. It's just like all falling apart at once, which you would think would be amazing TV, but it's kind of like stressful, like you said. It's like a little little like turning too. tops, not like yeah. dreidels, but you know what I mean, like those little right. like spinners exactly. and stuff. They're all doing it at once, running into each other, and who right. had it who, and then they make up, and then they're all fine, and then it's like what what is what is happening right now. Um, it's not but, good and I don't like Emily and Gina fighting I will say I am probably team Emily in the situation yeah. mainly because mm-hmm. I just think Gina is that young girl who just wants to hang out with the cool kids and in the moment mm-hmm. that the cool kids like her it doesn't even matter to her what they did before and right. it's weird to me and I really admire Gina I mean I really admire Emily and I was really I fell for her because nothing made me want to slap someone more than when Tamara and Shannon were looking down at her on the floor and asking her, why didn't you invite us to your little dance? It's yeah. like, because you shit on the whole thing. Yeah, you shit on my life. You do not like me. And you're mean. You're mean right. bitches. Yeah. Like, and are she you was kidding doing something me? very vulnerable and she only wanted people that supported her around. And it was I mean, absolutely yeah, ridiculous. I'm, I'm definitely Team Emily, too. And. And I don't like Gina throwing it in her face that she's friends with these ladies right. now. And I think Gina's forgetting that, like, everyone has stuff. Like, you, yes, you're going through something hard and heavy, but so is Emily. Like, she's going through a really rough time in her marriage, and she needs support, too, just because you're, like, that's what friends are for. You don't just... Yeah, it's balanced. for someone to, like, show up and be like, well, I'm, you know, you're not, you're not in my head right now thinking the things I'm thinking, so I'm mad at you. It's like... No, like I just I don't I don't I don't like the way she's handling this situation. It shows immaturity and it shows mm-hmm. a lot of insecurity. Like, yeah, Shannon helped you get a lawyer, but Emily helped you stay on the show for one to get an income. Yeah. But yeah. also like she gave you an outlet and stood up for you a lot, a lot with these same women that you're fighting so hard to get the attention of. And I don't understand how anyone in their right mind can stand by the things that they're seeing. I mean, I absolutely adore Bronwyn. I hate the fact that every new housewife feels the need to suck up to these three ladies, though. Yeah. Like, I I hate it. And it's so fitting that we're talking about this on National Mean Girls Day. um, Oh, yeah. Because that's literally (laughs) what they are. They're literally the mean girls. And it's so weird to me that people... I've never met a Tamara fan and I never really want to. I feel like that will say, you know, drastically different things about our approaches to life, our political beliefs, our Mm. economic beliefs, like everything about us would be very telling the moment someone says, I love Tamara. And that'll be the end of that conversation. And I hope I never have to. If you hate Tamara, 
great. If you love Tamara, well, and just it's so save funny because the three of them have all hated each other at some point. It's the most and shallow now friendship. They're like as thick as thieves, and it's like wait till you know next week or next year, like right? You guys are going to be fighting again, and I mean they just kind of they've really like linked onto this this fact that they're all equally mean to someone when they want to be mean to them and uh, and they kind of just it's like a pack mentality where they just honestly surprise just how they're treating Kelly and how it's kind of which is subtle here subtle here so ridiculous they turn on everyone all the time yeah like I don't even understand how they're even still friends now because I'm watching these confessionals preseason Tamara Vicky and Shannon were like we are going to stick together. We are the Trace Amigas. We are going to be BFFs the whole season, ride or die. Every single episode, Tamara is basically criticizing Vicky the way we're thinking it, but not saying it to her face, but not supporting her either. Mm -hmm. I almost thought they would be equally as delusional together on the show, but that's not what's happening. So I'm like, how do you think this is going to play out come reunion time? I know. I'm so, I mean, I have to say, I feel like I say this a lot, but I'm so excited for the reunion because it just seems like there's so many behind, like, like you said, in the confessionals. No, how are you going to face this? How are you going to face the questions of like, why did you do this and not do this? Right. Like, why this didn't you so tell me how you really felt? And, and I said that about Beverly Hills too, but I thought Lisa Vanderpump was going to show up. And when she didn't, it kind right. of all fell through. So if well, we know for sure. Up, that's another story. Well, I know for sure. We know for sure Vicky is coming. There is no doubt in my oh, no. mind. I mean, that's Vicky will not no come. No one's going to be, yeah. No one's backing out of this one. They're so <laughs> egotistical and they want this so badly. Yeah. I've never seen people want to be, you know, famous more. And that's kind of the issue is that I think the reason people really like Bronwyn is because she's kind of transparent about the fact that she wanted this, that she wanted mm-hmm. to be a housewife, that she wanted this fame, that she's enjoying the ride. Like, she's honest about it, you know? Yeah. She's not doing clickbait and not trying to, you know, turn it up for the camera. She's like, I've always wanted to be on this show. I love this show. I am here. And yeah, I'm finally at Bravo. Oh, I've never seen it. Or what? Yeah, I hate that times. lie. It's like, Okay. You're lying. You're lying. <laughs> yeah. I know you're lying. You're I was scrolling through when I charted this week, I was scrolling through the top TV and film podcasts. I would say about 81% of them are Bravo related That's amazing. or yeah. Bravo and bachelor related or like 90 day mm-hmm. fiance or something, mm-hmm. but still Bravo integrated. So right, that means right. that millions of people are listening to these podcasts. So that means mm-hmm. millions of people are watching these shows. I highly doubt you would sign up for a show that no one's ever heard of or that you've never heard of. Your Laura wouldn't even let right. you do that shit. Like, come on. Right. So I like the fact that she was like, no, I was a fan. I always wanted to be a part of these girls. I always liked Samara or whatever. I always thought it was cool. I'm really excited. She's having the time of her life. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be I mean, on Watch It Happen Live soon. For sure. Like, she's... I feel like she hasn't been burned yet. And I say yet because, I mean, if she stays on the show, it's going to happen. Oh, point. yeah. And I think it's going to um, really hurt her. And that's sad to me. Yeah. It's going to be hard to see, but it's also it's kind of what makes a housewife a housewife is when you, like, get that tough skin and you go through something that really, like, kind of shakes your world and we all get to see how you rea- they react to it. Right. Um, yes. And, I mean, yeah, she she's fun, though. I mean, she's, she can be a little much, but they all can. I mean, uh, yeah. 
like <laughs> Vicky and Tamara and their intense need to deflect and Shannon being, you know, the quintessential, I'm not a mean girl. What are you talking about? It's not me. Why are you yelling at me? But like mm-hmm. by association, girl, like, come on, calm down. You know what you're doing here. Do not get all hyper. You know what part you're playing. And I, it's hard for me really to believe like, I'm not a mother, but it's hard for me to think that I would ever be okay with one of my friends trashing someone's mothering that badly, especially if the child is seemingly okay. Like, Jolie mm-hmm. seems like a totally normal child. Right. She seems better than normal. She seems superior to most kids. Right. So, obviously, Kelly's doing something right, but if Jolie's not expressing concern, I can't imagine I would let someone be like, oh, they're never around for their kid. They're not allowed to be in their daughter's school. They're basically full of rage. I mean, we saw Kelly call Michael, and Michael be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. No, you're fine. Like, you're fine. You're a good mom. All that stuff. And I felt bad for Kelly because I felt like she was spiraling. And everyone's watching her, but really no one is standing up to the fact. I mean, we saw Emily and Tamara say, like, Vicky, you can't say that. But mm-hmm. we need more. Like, shut no, it yeah, down. Someone to, like, yell and get in her face and say, this is, that's enough. Like, you, like, you busy bitch. Out. You can't talk about people's families like this. You can't. Right. They could get, she is a divorced mom with custody agreements. You can't do yeah. that. Like, well, and meanwhile, uh, Vicky's daughter moves across the, or, you know, 2,000 miles away from her. So I don't yeah. really know if she has any. Bye. <laughs> to she just happens to have a grown adult child that, you know, there's no custody involved right now, but. And she's grateful because if this was happening to her, we know we would be here. Oh, yeah. Never get an intimate with Vicky. And I think Vicky just knows, you know, they, Vicky and Kelly were actually close friends. So she knows all of her soft spots. And for some reason, and that is she's just, just decided to, me. to just attack every single one week after week. I mean, has there been a single week where Vicky hasn't? No, every time she comes on the camera. Or... And that's how you know you're not a good housewife. Right. You have just... nothing to offer the show. Right. Exactly. What is going on with Vicky right now? We know we haven't seen a single minute of anything personal from Vicky. I mean, not that no. I care that much about Steve. No, not at all. We haven't seen anything. I know we probably will with the engagement and everything, but Whoa. there's nothing being, there's no light being shown on Vicky right now. No, not at all. And I have honestly felt for a long time that this show can either be saved with a 85% different cast or, because I hate the fact that long-term veterans have so much say in who stays and who goes, not even mm-hmm. contractually, but in general, they right. do so much of the hazing. I don't think it should be that fair because we're bored with you. So there's no reason for you to do that because we already know everything about you. We want to learn about new people. I know mm-hmm. all of Tamara's kids. I've watched them grow up since they were eight practically. So mm-hmm. I don't care now, but we want to know new people. I think that either we integrate an entirely new cast and only keep like Bronwyn and Kelly and even Shannon, but like in a friend of role, or mm-hmm. I think that they should just take OC out to the recycling bin and mm-hmm. recycle it. And we just keep, I think we should send Kelly to Beverly Hills. And I think Bronwyn should yeah. go to like Dallas because she is super good friends with Carrie Brittingham. And that's actually a really good oh. transition into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dallas but I think she would have fun I like to see friendships again yeah. so I would like to see someone you know befriend Dal- uh, a Carrie or something from an actual friendship perspective and we get to see a camaraderie because I think that one of the reasons people love Dallas is because Stephanie and Brandy are adorable because they were already friends 
So right. we'd like to see a friendship, we'd like to see a friend group. And I think she'd actually be really fun. And I think she would actually rival most Cameron or get along most with Cameron. Yeah. And I like that. I like, I think the Dallas girls, they're definitely my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. At least right now, since now Potomac is off. Yeah. But Dallas, those girls bring it. They're bringing it right now, at least. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. I am thrilled to transition over to Dallas, yeah. who is, <laughs> didn't have a wellness trip, but they're more like on a, they did like a wellness situation, if you will, right. with mud and meditation. And for sure, yeah. Very cool. It was a very scheduled trip, but a very mm-hmm. fun to watch trip. There was a lot of margaritas. Yeah. I mean, nonstop. And Breakfast, like, lunch, and dinner. There. Can I be yeah. there, please? Different kinds, too. Did you feel She was like mango, cucumber. Yeah. I was like, wait, I want one. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I, I, I love this trip. I think I'm all about the spiritual, trying new things and seeing new Bonding. things. And yeah, I mean, she, Carrie really did what she really tried to make the trip the, what a per, for the purpose of what a trip should be, which is get to know each other and like she's obviously the least known person so she wants people to know her but also people who maybe have issues with each other to try to work them out and happening it's it's rough waters but it's it is and I think that what's funny is it ended not to jump ahead too much but it ended with pretty much everyone being decent Mm -hmm. and the only person kind of being isolated is Leanne and I kind of think that's by choice Mm-hmm. Um, we see Brandy and Cam this episode kind of reconcile and I like Brandy. I think she is a mature woman and I think that mm-hmm. comes, she is very good at vocalizing what she's thinking and not backing down, but without getting nasty. And I think that it says something about what her argument is when even production makes an entire montage of the amount of times Leanne has weaponized her childhood or her upbringing and used it in a situation to either gain attention or empathy. And sometimes I don't even think she knows that she's doing it, but she will use it as an excuse all the time. And she's completely dramatic, not to take away from what she actually went through, but even her delivery, she and Brandy are talking and she said something to the effect of like, see, that is how you are. And this is who I am. And I was yeah. like, this is not a soap opera. I mean, I thought last season she'd really, you know, come really far. And honestly, the end of last season, I did not like Brandy. And I was totally team Leanne. And I still really like Leanne. But I'm actually, like, I did not like Brandy at all. And I, I really, it's, like, amazing how fast things can change in mm-hmm. a few episodes. Because Leanne is totally Debbie Downer, 100% this trip. And she cannot shake that for whatever reason she's like committed to just hating every moment and I'm sure it has right. to do with Carrie being close with Deandra and, and Brandy getting close with know. Cam right right and anytime that happens anytime one of Leanne's friends like reconciles or like makes friends with someone who Leanne isn't so friends with it's like she just shuts down and she and I think it's obviously like abandonment issues and I definitely think I she has abandonment that. issues I hear that um but it's like, ugh, it's got to be hard to watch for her because. I mean, you know, honestly. You know better, but you gotta. You still have those moments where you're just kind of. Yeah, I mean, she's she's really acting like a child, and. Mhm. And I also really think Leanne is triggered by the fact that 
these women have so much money. I think mm-hmm. that wealthy people really upset her in mm-hmm. a weird way because oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said it on my podcast before. Think about the fact that her first best friend of almost 10 years, Deandra, a trust fund woman, you know, is literally has millions of dollars that she doesn't even act, have access to, but like has money, promised jobs, really good career, pretty much because of her own privilege. And mm-hmm. I think that being her first friend and then her clinging to Cam and then her wanting to cling to Stephanie, I think she really is triggered by women with money and she can use her background to monopolize their, their pain for her. Like, so mm-hmm. they feel bad for the fact that like, this disenfranchised person, not necessarily to try to get money from them, but to be so big in the charity world. The only reason why she would want to even promote that she does that so much is to say, like, I am a part of Dallas society, even though I have no money. And I've worked myself up here so that these rich women can be like, oh, my God, you're right. You mm-hmm. brave woman. You're doing so well. And I think that Brandy is like the Brandy Glantville of her show. Mm -hmm. She's the wild card. She's a little inappropriate. She says it like she means it. She absolutely gives zero fucks. And she did not come from money. Right. So she also didn't come from money, but she married well. Her, Mm -hmm. well, she didn't. Her her boyfriend, they've met, she met her husband in high school right, when they were or middle school and, and they both basically built from the ground up it together. I mean, right. And yeah. I think that kind of triggers Leanne as one of the reasons why Brandy calls her on her shit. Like you can't just do that to people and expect for people to feel sorry for you. But then Leanne, I think resents Brandy a little bit. Like she built it and she, Leanne's just now getting it. And she's just now getting the marriage, the man, the wealth or the fame she's just now getting all of that and I mean I know some things Brandy and Stephanie they had been um I think when they did most eligible Dallas back on early Bravo days they were supposed to be a part of a Dallas reality show that ended up being most eligible Dallas so they just went Mm -hmm. a different direction but a show was supposed to be centered around Brandy and Stephanie for at least three cycles like three different tries and the first season of Dallas wasn't even supposed to be a housewife show. It was a charity reality show or yeah, something about that. that. So it's still about Brandy and Stephanie and Stephanie being so rich and Brandy basically being like, you know, the wild card of the charity world. And I think the reason why Stephanie is having a hard time sticking by Leanne in this is because she also kind of came from nothing. And so mm-hmm. when you, you know, when she and Cameron and they kind of, you know, target Brandy, it triggers her a little bit because don't forget we all have a past and we all have a history. We don't Mm -hmm. need to use it to throw it in each other's faces. But I think Leanne truly has a problem with Brandy because her story is a little less valid. If Brandy is present, it's not just, you should feel bad for me. I had a disenfranchised childhood. Brandy was in a trailer. So you can't just say that that's the, you know, that's what happened. And then that's why you right. are the way you are now. Cause Brandy's like, girl, we all have things. We all could say some things about why we are the way we are now. You just want to spill it every five minutes. Yeah. And regardless to like everyone's past, I think the point is like, how do we connect and how do we, you know, Leanne's making it. So like, no, this is my past. No one understands. I refuse to let my guard down really. And, you know, work anything out. Like you guys don't understand me. This is who I am. And it just kind of makes it so like no one can move forward with her. And right. I mean, she puts I up her own walls. I really like Leanne. I think she has some awesome, but like the past few episodes have not been 
not been high points for her. I mean, no. and I think I think she would probably agree. It's just like she's going through something. She feels vulnerable. You know, she's she's doing the best she can, but it's like it's not making her look the best. And she's she's kind of she she is isolating herself from everyone else and making a lot of people feel like uncomfortable and not really sure how to approach getting closer with her. Right. I would agree. I definitely agree with all of that. I think Leanne is also at a really vulnerable time. She's about to get married. She's mm-hmm. later in life. She is, you know, finally having her love. But there's a lot of, you know, anxiety that comes with being basically your own woman for 50 years and yeah. now being married and joining mm-hmm. into someone else's, you know, independence and joining together and forming a home. They have been living together for a long time, but still, this is a big step, especially later in her life. She doesn't have, you know, her family, I don't believe, really there with her. These women don't really like her. She can't figure out her place in the group. She knows that Bravo will probably want to film it, but, like, how do we incorporate these women that may or may not like me on any given day? And also, I don't have my best friend. DeAndra, I thought... When I started dating, right. you know, Rick, she would probably be my maid of honor in my wedding. And now she's probably not even going to be invited. That's a big well, deal. It's, it's a big step. A really good point that she's, like, planning a wedding. And she's, in her world right now, like, the center of everything. But then she goes on this trip with all these other women who have their own lives. And, like, she's not the center anymore. She's not the bride. She's not the one that's, like, can I give right. you a free wedding dress? Can I give you a free yep. cake? It's, like... No, it's now back it's, to being an ensemble cast. We're just going to be people and like hang out and you're not the center. It's like all of us. And I think maybe that's like her biggest issue right now. She's used at this time where she was filming. It's like, what the heck? Where, where's my champagne all day? And why isn't anyone asking me what I want? And Which is fundamentally how Leanne works. That. that is currency right. for I mean, Leanne. She true. likes the attention. <laughs> so she's not getting it at all and then subsequently being told to stop asking for it she's gonna be upset right her walking off the beach on her own like literally brandy said it right like my toddler used to do that i exactly know listen to my podcast i love kids and i uh, do camp work i work with kids all the time oh yeah i have plenty of five that is the Mm -hmm. quintessential Mm -hmm. five-year-old move is If no one will play with me, I will sit in this corner and you will come over here and yep. hug me until I feel better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes yeah. I'll even look back and be like, are you coming or what? Like, do you not yeah. see me over here crying? Like, I'm right. upset. So literally, Liam was like, I'm just going to go over here by myself since no one wants to talk to me. Yeah. <sighs> Long side. I know. Like, Brandy and Cameron were, like, working out an argument that they had with each other and she got mad that she wasn't a so part of it. I was upset. like, just be glad you weren't a part of the argument because and she can be a bit this manipulative. doesn't have to be a problem for you. Like right. This is not about you. You all can be happy and be friends, but And she's so manipulative. She's like, girl, yeah. I was just calling over there to tell you that she feels bad. And Brandy's like, I am sitting in front of her. I can yeah, see she like, feels bad and it. she is telling me she <laughs> yeah. feels bad. I right. got it. That's why I pulled her aside so we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then Leanne is just like, well, it's just a stupid conversation. Obviously not if you just went over there to provide information for the conversation. Like, calm down, girl. Like, yeah. literally relax. And I like, I liked Brandy and Cam together. I've said before, I like yeah. the way Cam is opening up this season. I think mm-hmm. it's very fun. I do like her. I like everyone on this cast. And I do like Stephanie. 
but I am very interested in them fighting. I don't know why. I just love the fact that Stephanie can stand up for herself and Cam yeah. is like very hold her ground. They're like... the least likely ones and they are going to go at it apparently. Yeah. I'm excited know, to see that. That was one of my notes. It's like, I sense something like. Oh, yeah. It's, it's trembling. These two. And maybe it just, you know, it's like the natural order of things. Like, well, we haven't had an argument or we haven't had a fight yet. So. Also, Stephanie is very. She's very, she's very dedicated to her friendships. You can tell that she puts mm-hmm. a lot of care in making other people happy. So for someone to tell her that she's not a good friend or didn't try in their friendship, I think she would take mm-hmm. offense to that. Which I'm yeah, curious think, to see how this plays out with Brandy, considering Bla- Brandy and Cameron are now on right. such good terms that they're putting powder flour in hair dryers, and that's really fun to watch. I, was, I love that. I just, I just, I just love a good prank, like a good clean prank. I mean, that was probably <laughs> one of my favorites. Like Brandy was talking about her X-rated pranks. I'm like those are fun, but I just love when it's just like no one's hurt, <laughs> just a big mess, and like the right person was, you know, like Carrie was the perfect person for it to happen because it was her place. She's not gonna like. Yeah. And Cameron's nine. enthusiasm about it. It was great. And Carrie took yeah. it like a champ. Yeah, yeah. It was, Love <laughs> it her. Was so good. I'm really, really yeah, loving her. And great. I'm loving Dallas overall right now. Yeah. Let's rate this episode since we're about, we're not halfway through. We're at five. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be at least 18. Yeah. So, so far, I think we're getting more than OC has given us all season at like oh, yeah. six or seven episodes. I would probably give it an 8.5 out of 10 and that's only tentative because I I know they can give me more so I don't mm-hmm. want to rate them too high right. and be like off the scale and then sound like an obsessive freak or be let down you know what I mean so I know I think it's a good that's yeah. a good that's like 85 that's that's good I mean I think this is one of the only one of the few housewives shows right now where I actually like the people like New York obviously yeah so, like I just really like you know it's so it's so different when you're like, I don't really like anyone. Like, it's huh, fun OC. to watch, but like, I don't have a huge, like, a ton of, but like, I like everyone. So, yeah, I got to say, yeah. like, a 8.5 for sure. When and, you don't have to work too hard to find something about each person or at least one person that you like, yeah. Dallas, yeah. they're likable women and they're all yeah. so different, like, so different right. from each other. That's what makes it fun. Definitely. I love it. I am very excited to see what happens next week. I absolutely cannot yeah. wait for this reunion. Now I sound like you. It's going to be episode five. And I can't wait for the reunion. Just end the season now, which I know I'm going to regret because no. No. I just finished reviewing Potomac, which is coming up next for everyone else listening. Um, and I have been waiting for this reunion for weeks. And now it's over. And I don't know what to do. I'm very know, devastated. You're just like one of your favorite shows over. It's like no I what? wish they just had one camera at all times in everybody's yeah. house. Then I can just check in work. on them. I think that would that's doable. That's, future, that's reasonable. I think in the future it'll happen. very big brother ask. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I think it's I think it's reasonable. We'll we'll go. We'll yeah. you know we'll submit it to Bravo if they ever yeah, invite me to BravoCon or <laughs> like ever if I like you know hide in someone's suitcase. I think we can make that happen. Andy Cohen would totally be receptive. I, I don't see the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's not invasive at all. Mm-mm. Well, that being said, that brings us to the end of this segment of Dipping Into My DVR. Up next, I will be talking all things Potomac Reunion Part 3 and the end of the season. But for now, I would really like to thank Eliza so much for coming on to my show with me and talking 
all this mess that has absolutely nothing to do with us, but we put so no, much investment into. Thank you. So we so might as well talk about it. Yes, of course, please tell. So please tell everyone where to find you because I know people are going to be going deep into your DMs and like, what did you think about all of your things? Oh, from yeah, now on? I can't wait. Well, on Instagram, you can find me at Face Reality Sixteen, and that's also my Twitter handle. And yes, I'm like pretty much. I try to respond to as many dms as i can so right. i'm like there i am all about it <laughs> it's I'm coming it all the time all right so that was super fun and many many thanks to eliza for coming on and talking all things bravo with me one thing that i kept solely for myself was talking about potomac as many know who listen, it is adjacent to my home area and I am very fond of this franchise because I think that we need more representation of other kinds of women, especially housewives. That is what makes it pure um, just to see, you know, what other kinds of women do, think, say, interact, have friends, you know, how their friendships work, the dynamics. We need to know more about everybody else. You know, I've been learning about rich white stay-at-home moms now for what almost 10 years thanks to bravo and though i love them so many of them some of which i do not love cough cough tamrat i love so many of these women but i think we need more i think carrie brittenham was a very great first step on dallas i think that it is a step that is long overdue. And again, I've said before, Texaconis should have been produced properly and made into a San Antonio Real Housewives. Texas is big enough to have more than one Housewives franchise. It just is. And if you're concerned about there being too many franchises out on the shows right now, I'll give you a hint. OC, kick it to the motherfucking curb. Just kick it. Take it out back. Shoot it. Hang it to dry. Put it in the water. Let it just flip. Recycle it. That's not violent. We're just going to stay from now on. I would like to recycle OC. Throw it into the recycling bin. Pull apart the parts that work and discard the parts that don't. Sort this trash, right? Bronwyn would do great in another city. Or she could restart the whole city herself. We need fresh blood, period. Because everyone we know from now on is going to try to get in with those damn Trace Amigas. They're going to try to get in with the OGs, okay? (sighs) This is not for that. This is not OC talk. This is Potomac talk. But I would say throw them away and throw them somewhere else. Put Kelly in Beverly Hills. Put Bronwyn across the country or something. Uh, In Dallas, she would do well in Dallas since she's friends with Carrie Brittenham anyway. I think she'd do great there. And that being said... Open up the door to some Midwestern housewives. I would like to see how money goes in the Midwest, considering it is a reasonable place to live. It is a large population of America that even watches these franchises. And let's introduce more people of color, especially in the Midwest. How do they think? It's one of the reasons, again, I love Potomac, just to tie it all back in. I love everything about Potomac. I love every woman on Potomac. I think they do something and bring something special to the franchise there are moments you absolutely cannot stand what they're saying or doing and there are moments where you absolutely connect with them and relate to them totally that is why we love housewives right here comes the trigger phrase again that being said 
Michael did it. He guilty. Okay. He guilty. Michael is a problem. And I'm afraid that it is going to end up costing Ashley her fan. Uh, what's it called? Like fandom fan group or whatever it is like her fan base. That's it. I think Michael will end up causing Ashley her fan base, possibly her job. And I almost feel like that is the point. Something really vindictive is going on here. Okay. What is the reason to hate your wife so much that you would do this stuff on TV? Why would you touch a camera person's ass? Why are all these women saying you've touched multiple producers' ass? Why are we being alleged to know that you touched Andy Cohen's ass? What? Why would you do all these things around your wife's your wife's um, co-workers or technical place of business, her employers, if you didn't want people on the show who watch the show to know? Like, this might seem far-fetched, but it is incredibly manipulative to me that the moment you ask, right, for, you know, your prenup to be extended where she can't leave your ass with a whole bunch of your money, which living here, I'm here to tell you, it's not a whole bunch. It's it's a lot, but it's not like, it's not a whole bunch. It's it's enough. It's good. It's good money, but in this area, <laughs> I mean, it's good. There are richer people that, that they probably couldn't get them on the show. I know a few who were asked, so... It's good money, but still, when you come from, you know, a small town and where Ashley is from is in a very small town, very like Quaker-y town. It's a nice town in the really wealthy county, but she did not grow up that way. And it does have its, you know, lesser parts. Um, and that's respectable. She, I think she did the best she could with what she had. I do think there are some daddy issues that go into being with Michael, which I've said in previous episodes, but why, Right. If you're going to rescind your promise of a certain amount of money when her prenup ends, which we learned in season three, and then after she's a 50-50 business partner with you, so can make her own money, even if the prenup is in fact extended and no longer will she get that money after three years. Originally, the terms were three years and she, she stays for three years she can leave and get half or something like that. And now he wanted to move it to five years. We learned last season. And then after that, the restaurant goes down. It fails. Womp, flop. No one's eating kangaroo, Michael. And that's a real thing. He really had kangaroo on the menu. And that's not an Australian thing. I've talked to some Australians. It's just a Michael thing. Another thing that's not an Australian thing, you touching people's asses without their permission. That's not an Australian thing. I asked some, they told me, no, they don't touch other people's asses. They said assault is assault everywhere. <laughs> consent is consent everywhere. Why would you touch a cameraman unless you wanted it to be on camera? That's my only thing. Cause first season we saw him touch someone's ass on camera. You want to embarrass your wife. Why else would you not thank your wife when Giselle made a very good point all you, we wanted you to do, Michael, was say thank you to my wife for sticking by me and sorry to put you through this. And his response is, even though I didn't do it, I don't need to thank her if I didn't do it. And I feel bad for Ashley because she's married to a sociopath, okay? He has no remorse and he's really actually convinced himself that this shit didn't happen, even with evidence. 
there's a level of crazy in there. And as someone who does, you know, battle with mental health issues and progress and work, I am capable of understanding the difference between like sociopathic and like actual like mental, you know, disorders and all of that stuff. I'm not saying that there isn't something there. I'm just saying that the narcissism that he will not even address with a mental health professional is literally going to cost his wife a job and possibly a marriage and a, a child. He is absolutely disgusting. He did do it. Chris has given us more evidence of this assault that they weren't allowed to say until basically the fourth wall is allowed to be broken on the reunion. And now we have all this evidence that we don't even know what to do with. He's touched multiple producers ass. So I know I'm kind of thinking that this guy who gave his, who did file charges might've just been like a whistleblower on the operation. I don't think it was a plot. I think Michael is just that bad. That that is a thing. I don't think the charges were dropped because he's innocent or there was insufficient evidence. I think there was a check. I do think there was a check. Giselle and the other ladies do not think that. I think there was a check. There was a promise. I won't film anymore. I won't touch people anymore. Something to keep Ashley on the show because people do like her. And then it led to the discomfort Michael had being filmed. But I think there was a check or some kind of agreement. I do not think it was because he was innocent or there was no evidence because that clip was enough evidence. Chris was right. Candace's husband was right. If you bump into someone, which he said he did multiple times, not multiple times he bumped into them, but he did say multiple times that he bumped into him. If that's true, you do say, excuse me. You do not chuckle, say, okay, mate, when they are asking you not to do it again. Also, that's not a common response of someone being bumped into. It's dude, what the fuck? It's what the hell? It's, oh God, you bumped into me. Oh, it's my bad. I didn't see you there. It's, hey, watch where you're going. Not, do not do that again. Same tone, right? Do not do that again. <laughs> okay. Do not do that again. A second time. Okay. You do not say, okay. You say, do what? What are you talking about? Did I do something? You say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to. Okay, bro. I'm sorry about that. You know, didn't think you, it was a joke. You do not admit contact and then say, oh, I bumped into him. When that was not, in no part of the world is that dialogue following an accurate depiction of someone being bumped into and the person just not liking that, that's not a thing. So Michael, you sounded ridiculous. I feel bad for Ashley because she's a fool for condoning this, but I think she is so deep in it. She can't even say until she basically says, I think she'll think, I think she thinks that it will be a spiral, a snowball, right? She will have to admit my husband is gay or does like men or likes to just touch men, but he loves me. I think it will take a lot of explaining about their relationship, the conversations that they have, the arrangements that they have. He asked me to keep this private for X, Y, and Z. I'm not allowed to say anything or I don't get my money. I just wanted my baby, so I try not to stress about it. And then she'll have to admit my husband assaults people. He touches people without their consent. He does bad things and my husband's not a good man and I chose to stay with him for the money. And no woman really wants to admit that. Although I would respect her so much more if she did. So all of that being said, I would promise it's the last time I will say that this, this podcast episode. With all that, we know that all the women wanted was for him to publicly apologize to Ashley for even putting her through this. He combated. The husband's 
really gave it to him and gave him a lot of reasons for why he should not even. And Monique coddling him, they have something on her because she really acted like, oh, my name is Bennett and I ain't in it. The video cameras in the basement didn't have them. I don't know what you're talking about. Never. What's a camera? Michael did what? Oh my God, no, I don't know anything about that. When girl, no, we know you know something and it's okay if you do. You can stand by your friend and say, I chose him to stand by my friend. That's all you have to do. I'm sick of them lying to us. Like we didn't see it, hear it, know it, all of that, you know? And Michael is just, I love Ashley, but I hate to say it. I don't want to see a franchise season with her and him. I would prefer she be a friend of because I don't want to see him on my screen anymore. I think he will kill this franchise for me because people will revolt when they find out you are. So sorry, my phone was ringing and I was saying people will revolt when they find out you have assaulted people and you have touched people without the permission. People do not like that. Karen made the most sense when she said he shouldn't have gone on Fox and even said there was contact because where there is smoke, there is fire and neither guilt nor innocence was proven. So we will really never know the truth. And that is what makes everyone feel so uncomfortable around him. But people hearing and he tried to argue semantics with Robin, who had absolutely no reason to lie. Ashley really was is, I don't know, her friend. She had no reason to lie about hearing him say that he wanted to suck her husband's dick. Juan's dick however him arguing semantics well Chris heard sausage and Robin heard dick that means they weren't saying I wasn't saying it at all no honey that means that they both heard you say you wanted to give Juan some good good stuff that slob on the knob some kind of fellatio sexual favor have some contact with Juan but they just did not agree on what the actual verbiage was. That does not negate what they heard and the action they heard you ex- express you wanted to take against another woman's husband with your wife around. That's the second time you would disrespect your wife, which is what I really wanted an apology for. It's your wife's birthday. I mean, your wife's family's birthday party. It was a party for her uncle. And you are talking about other people's body parts that you want to commingle with. Fast forward, you are touching a man's body part, commingling with that person, allegedly, at a party where your wife shared her actual distress over having a miscarriage. And you cried and then you left. And then 20 minutes later or whatever, you're touching people's booties, which... You do, I think I really do believe he's doing this for some reason out of resentment for Ashley. I think he wants her to not have an independent project without him and not have an independent income without him. And I think he should go. I, I hate to say it, but I think Ashley, if she's not going to leave him, she should be a friend of. And that's sad because that almost plays into his hand. I don't think, I think he wants to sabotage this for her and he will do it to the point of taking the whole franchise down because people do not like narcissistic assholes that touch people without permission on our housewives, especially when majority of the viewers are women who have to put up with the fear of assault probably at least once in their life, if not more than once in their life to the point of daily, right? We don't fuck with assault. So we don't like to even have to question if you did it, if you didn't, did you touch him? Did you not touch him? We don't even want to talk. 
think about it because although we're talking about men, the idea of being touched without our permission in our place of work is already triggering enough. And I like Ashley, but it's making me dislike her because you're ridiculous. You're an a-hole, Michael, and Ashley deserves better. And she has time to get better. She's adorable. She's 30-something. She's cute. She's smart. She should get another. And then the ladies will lay off of her. And then she'll be up. Or just be single on the show. She'd be the only single one, I think. Yes. Whoa, is this the only Housewives franchise where everyone's married? No, Dallas. Dallas. No. Well, yes, Leanne is now married. But yes, everybody's married. That's so cool. They're actual housewives. Okay. That is a great note to end on. We have a couple franchises where everybody's married. Yay. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, please, five stars only. But five stars anyway. Compliment sandwiches as kindergartners are told. And as the two judge girls say, please give a compliment sandwich with all compliments in it. Or just come to my DMs and talk to me about it, okay? What you like, what you don't like, all of the above. But five stars. Last week, we did chart because of the amount of people who were listening. Tell your friends. The amount of people who were viewing. Tell your friends. People who were commenting. Tell your friends. Overall, thank you guys so much for listening and allowing me to tell y'all my incessant bullshit about absolutely nothing. And I hope you guys have a great week or weekend, depending on when you hear this. And talk to you next week when we get into more Bravo Mess. And stay tuned for that bonus episode featuring um, Pump Rules and Married to Medicine. I will talk to you guys next week. Five stars only.